Welcome, saints. Welcome, saints. It's Pastor B, and it's time for Bible study. As always, saints, before we go to the Word of God, we go to the Lord in prayer. So let us bow our heads. Father God, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus, the Messiah, Christ. Pray in Heavenly Father that this Word is delivered on your will, not mine. I pray that anyone who is within the sound of my voice receive this word and their spirit receives it, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I don't proclaim to be anything other than what you have me doing. Some people may like it, some people may not. But I pray for this world, the world leaders. I pray for the saints all around the world who seek your grace. I pray for those who seek your grace in harm's way. I pray for the unbeliever, Lord God, that somehow, some way, they will receive your word. I pray for those who are on the fence. I pray for those who don't believe in any of it. Lord God, prepare them to receive your word should it come in front of them. I lift up my ministry to you, Lord God, that you have brought me to. Let it be your will. In the name of Jesus, the Messiah, my Christ. Amen. Amen and amen, saints. It's Pastor B and I'm here. It's study three, part three, turning your back scornfully. Yep, I'm probably going to step on some toes as usual, but if I do, that just means what? You ain't been reading your word. One thing I want to make sure that I haven't been saying in my past studies is make sure that you click the subscribe button and ring the bell. That way you'll get all of my Bible studies. Every time I post them, you'll get an alert for it. And also download our app, go to the website, kgf365.com. That way you can video on demand, choose whichever study you wanna view. You can do that any time of the day, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, same. So let's get into the word of God, amen? Turning your back scornfully. Hebrews chapter six, verse four is where we're gonna be, saints. Turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter six and start off at verse number four, amen? I'm giving you time to get there, saints. I'm giving you time to get there. Now I realize that sometimes this, this is kind of scary when we're talking about what's going on in Hebrews chapter 6. But if, if you're a believer, this doesn't have to scare you, not one bit. As um, we pointed out in the last program that I had, there's a big difference between backsliding or failing as a believer and being in than being an apostate. Yes, we spoke about backsliding and apostate in the last Bible study. That was study number three, part two. Still turning your back scornfully. I'm going to dialogue off of that into this one right here, Saints. So just be aware where we're at. And like I pointed out last program, there's a big difference between backsliding or failing as a believer and being an apostate. We're going to look at that word more in depth uh, this next 30 minutes. Uh, 
And I think, like I said, it's going to be best that we do start out in um, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4. But let's read what it says, thanks. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. <laughs> it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, if they shall fall away, to renew them again to repentance. But now remember, saints, now remember, we've been looking at everything in between um, the last couple of lessons about these folks. These folks can have this kind of knowledge. They can have the enlightenment now of the Holy Spirit, and they certainly understood a lot of the Old Testament truths. So remember, we're talking about Jews who are hanging on to Judaism. And so let's just start at verse number four again, okay? Hebrews chapter six, starting at verse number four. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. Remember, watch the language, saints, watch the language. They didn't swallow it, they merely tasted it. They didn't eat it, they didn't, they didn't ingest it, they just tasted it. They were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, amen? They didn't actually have the Holy Spirit. They merely brought him alongside. Verse five, and have tasted the good word of God. Oh, they knew about Christ's earthly ministry. They knew about that. And they knew all the Old Testament promises and the powers of the world to come, amen? They knew about that. We covered that in the closing moments of the last program that, that we did here. So how that they understood this, the coming of all the glories of, it, of the new kingdom. They understood that. Let's go to Hebrews chapter four, verse number six. And if they were talking about these people who, um, who had this much understanding, now if they fall, if they shall fall away, we're going to stop right there. We're going to stop right there. Because this, this word is, this word that is translated fall away in the Greek is called um, parapipto, parapipto. Now, I'm not a Greek scholar or anything like that. And uh, you don't have to be either. But here is one incident where it pays to see the difference. This word is the only time it's used in the whole New Testament. Now see, the only way you would know that this word is the only time it was used in the whole New Testament would be is if you have been reading the word of God and studying it. Because you go up to the average person right now today and, 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 they, and a Christian and you say, what do you know about that word falling away? And it's, it's the way that it's used in, in Hebrews chapter six. I'm willing to bet you they're not going to have a clue what you're talking about. I'm talking about the most Holy Ghost person you probably know in church. You ask them that question, they'll look at you like a, I don't know what you're talking about. Because see, they're not following 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approval, work with, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. That's what we're doing here, saints. I'm not preaching at you. I'm teaching you, saints. 
that's that's the objective that I want. I want to teach you. I want you to know what's going on. I don't want you just to be happy. I don't want you to just be dancing in circles and saying, oh, I feel the, I feel the spirit. But then you can't quote the word of God to anyone. If someone comes up to you, you're still on the milk, just like a baby with a bottle. You can't tell them anything except for what you heard the pastor say or what you think he was talking about. You can't even put a, put open up a piece of paper and write down the timeline. You should be able to do that if you're a Christian, amen? Now, I'm not trying to beat nobody up. I'm just trying to make things clear of where we should be at. That's not going to stop anything. So let's keep on moving. Um, where is it? Where 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 is this at? This word is only used one time in the whole New Testament. And where it's, it's translated in, um, in verse 6, that if they shall fall away, it is a parapipto, whereas the other word that we were most familiar with, um, like in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that unless uh, there is a falling away first, now that term is apostasy. Unless there is a falling away first, which was in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that term, when it's being used, is an, apost an apostasy. And it too is translated falling away. But it does not have the same meaning as this one does. It has the meaning, but it's, it's a stronger version. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you why. Because since it's the only time it's used in the Greek, in our whole New Testament, even the Greek scholars um, have had a hard time really nailing this one down. But, you know, one great uh, linguist has said, and he's gone on to say, the only way that you can understand this term, parapipto, is to realize what it means in Hebrew. So let's see what it means in Hebrew. And so the Hebrew word is called mahal, M-A-H-A-L. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but mahal. And we're going to look um, and see what that word, mahal, really is talking about, okay? So in order to do that, let's go back to Numbers chapter 5. Turn to Numbers in your Bible, saying Numbers chapter 5. And let's just drop down to verse number 12, Numbers give you some time to get there. Numbers chapter 5 and drop down to verse number 12, saints. Now remember what we're showing you here. This, that this Hebrew word, mahal, is the best parallel with the Greek word parapipto, which is only used in the Hebrew chapter 6. Amen? And, uh, I'm taking the time to show the difference because I want you to see that this falling away in Hebrews chapter 6 is far worse than the normal term to fall away or to be an apostate. So let's start with verse number 11. Chapter 5, number verse number 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man, wife, go aside and commit a, what is the word? Trespass. That's the Hebrew word now for Mahal. So 
The Hebrew word for mahal is trespass. Make sure you stay in with me. The Hebrew word for mahal is trespass. And I said the only way we can understand this is understand what the word means in Hebrew. And what, what word we're trying to understand is what? Parapipto. In Hebrew, it's mahal. I'm just trying to keep you straight, saints, so you don't get lost. Okay? And the Lord said, speak. When he spake unto Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, if any man's wife go astray and commit, uh, what is the word now? Trespass. That's the Hebrew word against him, her husband. And what does she do? She commits adultery with another man. Now, of course, we know that adultery was uh, common in Israel, just like it is today, you know, but this is a, a, a unique situation from the word maha, maha. It is when this woman literally, she just turns her back with scorn on her husband. She doesn't just get caught in the moment of a temptation and a weakness, but she is of her own will, scornfully turning her back on her husband and goes to commit adultery. Now that's the word mahal, trespass, parapipto, okay? Just don't care. Let me put it like that. All right, so that's what this is. All right, now the next one is in Ezekiel chapter 14, and we'll start in verse number 14. This is the same word, the same Hebrew word, Maha, the same Hebrew word, just like I just spoke about this woman, trespass, Maha, parapipto. We're going back to that. I don't want you to get lost, saints, because this is a very serious statement that we need to understand. Ezekiel chapter 14, turn there in your Bible. Ezekiel chapter 14, verse number 12. Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 12, saints. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing Mahal grievously, then I will stretch out my hand upon it, and I will break the staff of the bread thereof, and I will send famine upon it, and I will cut off man and beast from it. Is that the term that is used with backsliding that we looked at in the last program that, that we went over? No, not at all. Backsliding would be, backsliding would bring in God's mercy and God's grace. But this is scornfully turning the back is an apostasy or a parapipto, maha, trespass. That is so scornful in its act that God has nothing left but judgment, nothing but judgment. So he can't deal with it in mercy or in grace. Now see, that's what makes the difference, saints. I went through all of that just so you understand the difference between parapipto and parapipto is the Greek word, but we heard it in Hebrew, which was mahal, and it was trespass. And this here type of scornfully, arbitrarily, free will, just not doing something, sinning regardless, 
is what we're talking about right here. So, all right, flip all the way down and go back to Hebrews in chapter six. And this is what makes the difference. In these verses, in Hebrews, so these, these are the verses that so many people have got all confused. And, and some of them are shook up about it. Well, this is, this is not the common ordinary believer who has suddenly fallen into sin and is not lost. So what we're not talking about is the everyday believer who has just humanly made a mistake and, and, hasn't, and, and hasn't scornfully rejected the things of God, but rather he just simply being a human and, and, and he's been caught in a moment of weakness and he falls. Like we saw in our last program, the man um, in Corinth that was uh, restored and forgiven, you know? C can you see that now, what I'm saying? This parapiptal, this, this, this trespass that we're talking about, it's not, it's not like someone who is already a believer and then they have a falling in their life, that falls under grace and mercy. But if you if you're pretending or you 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 ought to you just turn your back and do it even though you know you're aware of what you're doing, that's parapiptal, that's trespass, that's maha. That's where you get judged at by God. Amen. That's what I'm trying to say. Because the man in Corinth, um, that was he was restored and he was forgiven. But these people made a scornful turning of their back on the things that God had revealed to them. Amen? Now, since this is um, a much different uh, situation of an apostatizing, look what the result will be in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 6. Let's read it. Hebrews chapter 6, verse number 6. If they shall fall away, or if they shall turn their backs scornfully, on these things that are now revealed to them, it is the word impossible to renew them again unto repentance. Now, did you hear what, that, what the word of God just said, saints? If they shall fall away, it is impossible to renew them again unto repentance. It is impossible seeing that they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him on an open shame. So what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with people who have claimed to be believers. People say, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I believe in Christ. Yeah, yeah, I do that. But they don't take it to heart. Now, I'm going to keep um, it in the Hebrews element first. And then we'll jump, um, we'll jump up to where we are today. Okay? So even these Hebrews, to whom Paul is now writing, have made a semblance of believing. You know, they've gone along with uh, with the things, but then when they really were pressed to make a decision to move on and move forward, what did they scornfully do? They went back under the law. And there was no more of God dealing with them. No more. Now, I will continue to teach that God never gives up on a lost person. But it would seem to indicate that someone who has made a profession of faith 
without really becoming a believer. And then at one point in time, they scornfully, like the ones we've looked at in King Saul, what he did, what did he do? He just scornfully went on his own way. What was his end? Suicide. Judas Iscariot. Three years he trafficked along with Jesus and the 11, playing the perfect hypocrite. But in the final analysis, when it was time to really show his colors, what did he do? He scorned the Lord and went and sold him for 30 pieces of silver. And he ends up committing suicide as well. Amen? So see, we probably have the same thing that happened with uh, uh, Demis, 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 that Paul dealt with. You know, he went along with Paul, worked with him, but yet, as Paul said uh, in his letter to Timothy, for Demas has forsaken him. He forsook Paul's gospel because he loved the things of this world. Now, we don't know that Demas ended up committing suicide, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Because this is the end of these people who scornfully reject the enlightenment that God has that God has given to them, that they've received. Now in verse number six, remember where we're at. Verse number six, not only do they crucify themselves as sons of God afresh, they put them to what? An open shame. So stop and think about that for a minute, Snake. Stop and think about that. Does a man of the world, well, Let's just use someone that's in the mafia, for example. We're all aware of the mafia. He lives a life of crime. He lives a life that is anything but godly and Christian. Can he bring any reproach to the name of Christ? No, no, he can't. Nobody, nobody associates him with Christ. He'd be the last one that someone would say, well, boy, I just don't know what to think. No. That guy is supposed to be like Christ. No, that's 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 not gonna happen. But let's take these people right here who we're talking about. Let's take these people who have seemed like they were of what? Being like Christ, right? Like they wanted to be part of this. They, they wanted to, you know, indulge. Now, what does the world say? Hey, he claims to be a Christian and look, you remember the one, um, I gave you, I talked about the lady who said that uh, her pastor had a, had had a wife and three children and, you know, ended up, you know, taking off with the secretary of the church and never seen him again. Remember that? Now him, now that's, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. He's throwing a reproach at the name of Christ because at one time he claimed to know him, right? Now that's the difference. You see, that's the difference. But you take the ungodly person, the ungodly person that's out there who has never had any concern about spiritual things, they don't bring a bad reflection. Did you get that? They don't bring a bad reflection. Why? Because they've never had anything to do with Christ. And that's exactly what this verse is saying. But these people who have claimed to have tasted and they were enlightened and they had a knowledge of scripture, 
and they scornfully turn and go back to where they came from. Oh, wow. See there? That's, that's the issue right there. So they bring nothing but reproach upon the name of Christ. And that's why God has to deal with it in such a drastic way. And they put the name of Christ to an open shame. Amen. All right, let's uh, let's move on. I think I've, I've covered that clearly. Amen. Always remember that this word falling away, maha in Hebrews 6.6, 6, is a far stronger act on the persons that have that the word apostasy that we've seen in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, when it says that unless there is a falling away before the Antichrist would come. Okay, let's go to verse number 7. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 7. For earth, now we're still talking um, about these same kind of people now. These same people who have been enlightened, you know, they have a knowledge of scripture, but they have turned their backs and they, uh, they've put Christ to an open shame. All right? All right. Now, in verse 7. For the earth and everyday experience in, in, in nature now, which drinketh in the rain that cometh upon it and bringeth forth herbs meat, meant for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessings from God. Let me read it again. Hebrews chapter 6 verse number 7. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh upon it and bring forth herbs meant for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessings of God. Now, there's just another earthly illustration again of the believer. The believer is just like a nicely farmed tilled land. And that tilled land is kept free of weeds so that it can produce. Amen? What if the farmers out here in North or West Oklahoma City would just let their land go? Just let, let the weeds grow up and everything. Let the weeds take over then what? They could plant wheat until kingdom come. But would they get a crop? No. No way. Why? Because the weeds are going to choke it out. And what? And the wheat would never survive. So what are you saying, Pastor B? But instead, you can always tell a good farmer or a good husbandman because if you drive by a crop in the summertime and um, you know how much weeds and stuff can get in there. And if it's loaded with weeds, well, you know, it's just not a, it's just, you can just rest assured that he's not exactly the best farmer. All right, let's put it like that. Because you go down the road a little ways and you'll see a crop that is just beautiful clear and everything. You know what I'm saying? But you see, this is what the Bible is teaching us. That's what I'm trying to my analogy here. This is what the Bible is teaching that the farmer who is a good husbandman is going to control those weeds. Right? Okay? The Bible is teaching us this now. So you see that that's what the scripture says. That if you take care of your crop and you keep the weeds out, the rain is going to bring a crop 
a hundredfold Jesus spoke of in John's gospel, right? All right, that's what I'm trying to show you. So it's the blessings of God. It's the blessings of God. So what's the first word of verse number eight here? But there's always a flip side, isn't it? And what's the flip side? If you don't have a field that's been taken care of, you're not taking care of your spiritual life, then with, you know, with good husbandry, you know, and, and you let the weeds come in and then then work. Now, look what happens. Let's read. Look what happens. Verse number six, Hebrews six, I mean, verse number eight, Hebrews chapter six, verse number eight. But that which breatheth thorns and berries is rejected. Who wants to feel full of berries? Uh, who wants to feel full of thistles, you know? Well, you see, the analogy here is the same way it is in the spiritual. Now, the true believer is going to keep the weeds out, okay? He's going to keep his life a testimony that the world can look and say, I see Christ in you. Amen? And that's what God expects of every one of us. He expects that of every one of us Christians. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't expect us to, God doesn't expect us to be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good, okay? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what God expects. But God does expect that every moment of our life, our, our priorities are centered first and foremost upon him and his word, amen? Now, there again now, that doesn't mean that every time you talk to somebody that you're preaching at them. But you know what it does mean? It does mean this. It means that every time that somebody gives you an opening, somebody asks a question, what should you be ready to do? Saints, you should be ready to show them from the scriptures now. Don't go off and get some, some denominational book or paper that's probably outdated or not always right. So show them from the scriptures. See, that's what he's talking about up there in chapter five. The apostle Paul, he said, you should be ready to teach others also, but you're not. That's what he was trying to tell him. You're not ready. You're still on the baby bottle. You're still on the bottle of milk. And so this is why I teach this is why I teach. Oh, that we can get people to get such an understanding of scripture and get people to understand how these things have unfolded, bringing us to this age of grace. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get people to understand the Bible. And this is a tremendous gospel that was given the Apostle Paul, how that Christ died and rose from the dead, and by believing it, God will move in and transform us. Now let's continue on in verse number eight, Hebrews chapter six, verse number eight. But that which breatheth thorns and berries is rejected and is nigh unto cursing. That's not good. A person's life who is filled with berries and weeds and 
almost uh, brings people to the place of cursing. What does it say? Whose end is to be what? Burned. Well, now that's always an indication in scripture. Let's, let, let me show you in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And this is coming back into Paul's dealing with the, the Gentiles, but it's the same, uh, it's the same God and the same God that inspired Paul to write to the Hebrews and to write all his other epistles. Amen. So let's read. Here Paul is dealing with the believers um, in their uh, in their working for reward during their Christian life. Working for reward during their Christian life. Now remember, Corinthians had a lot of carnal believers. They were not spiritual. And so here's the illustration. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, which is Jesus Christ, amen, he is the foundation of our faith, and from that we build. And remember, he gives us six materials which um, we can use for our, for, um, for our foundation. And what are they? Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. Three of these materials that fire cannot touch. And three materials that fire will put away in a puff. Real quick. Verse 13. Every man, every man's work shall be made manifest. In other words, one day, our works are going to come up before the beamer seat. That's right. Up before the beamer seat. Not for salvation. Not for salvation. That's done, but for reward. For the day the beamer seat judgment shall declare it because it shall be revealed by what? It shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try it. In other words, to test it. Every man's work of what sort it is, it's going to be tested by fire. Now, remember what we're talking. We're talking at gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. The first three, fire will do nothing to it but purify it. The next three, it's going to do what? It's going to puff up. It'll burn them up in a smoke. They'll disappear. And so the fire will test every man's work of what sort it is. Look at verse number 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14. If any man's work abide, it's what? If any man's work abide, it's gold, silver, and precious stone, right? Which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive it an award. Now look at verse number 15. The carnal believer who has never really gotten into any service for the Lord, oh, his, he's a believer. He'll be in glory. If any man's work shall be burned, it's wood, hay, or stubble. He shall suffer a loss, but he himself shall be saved. Amen? He's going to make it in, but he's not going to have any rewards. You see that? He's going to be saved, yet so as by fire. Amen? All right, now then, come back to Hebrews now. Come back to Hebrews, and, we, and we've got the same thing. In fact, the, the Lord Jesus um, 
the Lord Jesus, the same thing in, says the same thing in John's gospel. That what? Branches that do not produce are going to be cast off and burned. They are useless. But here in Hebrews, we're talking about people who are not just carnal believers. They are apostasy. All the way back to the beginning of where I started at, talking about that word, parapiptal, maha, apostasy, apostate. This is what we're talking about, so don't get lost, saints. I'm, I'm trying to go slow so you can understand where I'm at. But here in Hebrews, we're talking about people who are not just carnal believers, they are apostasy. They have scornfully turned their back on the truth of what God has offered. They just said, I don't care. I know about it, but I don't care. So it is rejected nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned or cast aside as worthless. That's strong language, saints. That's seriously strong language. So now let's uh, also look at the eternal state. Um, it too is fine. Come back to Revelation chapter chapter 20, just to show. It's, it's there. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Now this is the great white throne judgment for the lost. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in it. And they were what? Judged every man according to their works. Verse number 14. And death and hell were cast into what? The lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of the life was cast into the lake of fire, saints. Amen. That's what's going to happen. So I'm going to stop right here today, saints, and I'm praying and hoping that uh, I've taught someone something. Well, not me, that the Spirit of God has spoken to someone with regard to scornfully turning your back on God's word or pretending that you know God's word and then in all actuality you're just kind of playing around like a, like Judas was you know he hung out with the apostles for three years and he was a hypocrite the whole time so if you're doing that saints any one of you is going to come up and bite you amen alright this is Pastor B and I'm a I'm moving along. Um, I'm going to close right now, but I just want to say, you know, please visit our um, our website, which is kgf365.com. Uh, you also can download our app, have a preacher in your pocket. And also remember, subscribe, ring the bell. And you'll automatically get every Bible study that I present. And with that being said, saints, what am I getting ready to do? Peace. I'm out.